The Permian Basin is an abundant oil and gas producing area. Already one of the world's leading oil producing regions, the area in West Texas and Southeastern New Mexico could nearly double crude oil production by the year 2023. But who are the leaders behind this economic powerhouse? And what is their story? This is Permian Perspective. I'm your host, Krista Escamilla. Sponsored by Baker Hughes, a GE company inventing smarter ways to bring energy to the world. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode. It is such a pleasure to share time with you, and we thank you for choosing Permian Perspective today. I am sitting here in Midland, Texas with Aaron Marquez. He is the chairman and CEO of Wildcat Oil Tools. Aaron, thanks for being our guest today. Thank you for having me, Krista. I'm so excited to learn more about your story, but first I want to Thank everyone who has taken a few minutes of their time and given us a great review in iTunes, and I invite you to do the same. I cannot thank you enough for doing this. We are so appreciative of the reviews we've received so far. And for Apple choosing Permian Perspective to be on their new and noteworthy list, I got so excited when I saw that. I literally screamed. So thank you so much, Apple. We could not be more thankful. Also, a special thank you to one of our listeners for this five-star review from Andra Beth. Andrew Beth said, my husband and I listen to podcasts as we travel together. Normally, he is stuck listening to education or motivational podcasts that help me grow my career. I am so excited to find a podcast that directly reflects his job in Midland in oil and gas and allows me to learn his industry. I love that you are shedding light on our area, the growth, and the opportunity. Thank you so much, Andrew Beth, for that five-star review. We appreciate you and, of course, all of our listeners for giving us those reviews. Thank you. Okay, Aaron, thank you. I cannot wait to hear your story. Let's just start from the beginning. Tell us a little bit about your background. Great. Well, I was born in, in Chihuahua in Mexico. We moved to the United States when I was 10. We moved to Odessa. So I've been raised here in the Permian Basin, which is, which is great. You know, we're very fortunate to be to call the Permian Basin our home. You're, you're that, a proud Mojo grad, right? No doubt. No <laughs> doubt. I graduated from Permian in 2000. From there, I went to Odessa College, worked at the Huntsman Refinery Plant or the Polymer Plant during the day, and I went to school at night. At that point, no one in my family had ever graduated from college or, or anything. So that was the first one in my family to graduate. My first degree was from Modesto College. So I went to school at night and went to work during the day. I was very fortunate to get promoted throughout that time. And so my responsibilities continued to increase, but my studies kind of remained the same. I finished my two-year degree in 2002 and went to the University of Connecticut for uh, doing the co-op program, as I also worked during that time. And in 2004, I got in the industry with Neighbors Industries. They gave me an opportunity to oversee their, their health and safety department. They gave me a lot of opportunities to travel throughout the U.S., had a, some time to get a chance to go to Anchorage, Alaska, uh, and came back and traveled all over the U.S. So it's been, it's, it's been great. I've had an opportunity to work with a lot of great people throughout that time. And I said, being here in, in Midland it gives you so many different opportunities to explore any opportunities that you may have. And you are highly self-motivated. You didn't speak English until you were 10 years old. How, where did you get this drive and, and the background and the desire to keep pursuing your education as you did? Because really, you were a lifelong learner. Well, so when we moved to the U.S., we moved in the summertime. And mom and dad were picking onions in Cayonosa, which is you know west of, of here. And so that's what we did in the summertime. We would go pick onions and uh, to save money to buy a house. And 
working in that 105 degree heat <laughs> and smell the smell of onions, I told myself, you know what, I'm not going to do this. I want to get an education and and be something better than this. My parents have been very fortunate to have great mom and dad and great ethics. And I told them that, you know, them bringing us to the, to the U.S. and, you know, that we're going to take advantage of that. So I recall going to school for the first time and not speaking English. And it was, it was difficult at first. And they, mom put us in ESL, which is, you know, classes for people that don't speak English. And after two days, I told mom, I said, you got to get me out of this ESL class. I said, I'm in school, going to school with people that don't speak English. And with the curriculum being in Spanish and the teacher speaking to me in Spanish, I'm never going to learn English. So I just throw them in the regular class and I'll make it work. That was a smart thing at such a young age to know that and realize that, that that's what you needed to do to learn more. Yeah, it, it, helped, it helped a lot just to kind of get in the middle of it. The first week, and I'll never forget this because this that week kind of changed my outlook on on the way I, on what I wanted to do. We had a junior achievement, which is, is not as common as it was back then. But junior achievement was was a program that was designed to educate elementary students, junior high students, and high school students. More of a business overview of of what you can do and things like that. So that first week when I attended the regular schooling, we had that week was junior achievement, and they gave us a little you know money and to come up with a business idea of, of what you could do. And I quickly realized that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And that you know, a couple of weeks later, I wanted to mow yards, and I wanted to I wanted to find something to where I'm able to kind of contribute and and you know buy school clothes and do things like that. So. Yeah, I asked my brother to help me fix my lawnmower. He helped me fix the lawnmower, and I got around the neighborhood and asking some of the neighbors and some of the the people around our home if I could mow the yard, and would charge them ten dollars for the front and back. And, uh, and that hooked you. It, it did. <laughs> it, you know, it did. It, you're getting money uh, was great, but then I quickly realized that I wasn't very good at mowing yards. I was, <laughs> I was terrible. The people that would, that would mow the yards would tell me, hey, you left like five spots. Uh, you're going to have to get better if you're going to want to come back. <laughs> I re- quickly realized that I didn't mind asking, you know, to asking people to, to uh, let me mow their yard, but I just wasn't good at actually doing the work. But I did have friends that were really good at mowing the yards, but could not ask anyone to do that. But you could. But I could. So <laughs> I made a deal with them. I said, hey, I'll tell you what, I'm going to line out some yards you mow them, you get five bucks and I get five bucks. And so that's what I did. And, and that was kind of my way, my first entrepreneurial op, you know, opportunity. And I was like, you know what, I, I, I want to do this. I want to be a businessman. I'm going to, and that's, that changed my, my whole outlook. But of course, working for neighbors through that five years, it gave me the opportunity to evaluate what industry I wanted to be in, to evaluate, you know, my strengths and weaknesses and in business. And the way I always look at things is, you have to surround yourself that complement your weaknesses. You mm-hmm. have to build the right team. You have to have, to have the right vision, the right team to execute your vision, and, and constantly evaluating the progress to make sure that you are heading the right direction. And you've obviously done a really good job at that with Wildcat Tools. Let's talk a little bit about how it got started and, and just the very beginning of your company. Okay, well, Wildcat started in May of 2012. Back then, we started out of Odessa. I was employee number one, of course. My <laughs> you sister, did it all right. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. You know, you know what it's like when you're a business owner, you're, you're everything. You do everything. My sister had just graduated. I had just got a degree in finance or accounting. So I hired her 
So she was employee number two. And then dad, her dad, and he worked in the shop. So he was employee number three. And we started out of one location out of Odessa. So we had a handful of blowout preventers and closing units. And, you know, that was my dad's background. My dad worked in that, in well-controlled type equipment for his entire career. So I started initially very small with, with a handful of rental equipment. But the vision was always there, you know, and I told dad and I told my sisters, hey, we're going to grow and we're going to be one of the biggest in the U.S. And at some point, I would like to be one of the biggest in the world. I still recall walking over or having dinner with my mom and dad and getting our first company logo sewed on, on our shirt. And here, six months ago, we had a Christmas party and seeing that logo in the Omni on the side of the Omni brings you back to having mom, you know, sew that logo on, on the chest of our of our shirt. So it's very humbling. I've been very fortunate to have the opportunity to work with a tremendous team in the Permian Basin and throughout the in the energy sector. It's very important to have the right people. I mean, especially here in the Permian where you struggle to get people, you know, we're very fortunate to maintain a real low turnover. I think our turnover in the company is in nine or 10%, which is extremely low for a service company. It's fantastic. So it helps us quite a bit to be able to retain talent so we started with one location here in Odessa with one one product. We had one rate schedule with with had literally three bullet items. We had a BOP, an accumulator, and then a spool. Today we have over thirty five hundred items on our on our rate schedule. We have proprietary technology. We operate throughout the U.S. We have some projects coming up in in Argentina, some projects in the Middle East. So it's been it's been a blessing to. You know, to be given the opportunities that that been presented to us as a as an independent, so we're we're going to continue to build that our brand domestically and and of course internationally. How were you able to expand so quickly? You know, because I think 2012 was just yesterday. Well, it <laughs> I mean, seems it, like it. It, I bet it does for you too. But you really have had this exponential growth that is just unbelievable. How were you able to do that? Well, our focus has been on technology, on technology and having the right team, and also. The industry, the ups and downs of the, of the industry create a lot of, of different space. If you look at what Weatherford, unfortunately filing for bankruptcy, Slumberjays spinning off their, their fishing and rental, downhole tool remedial division, and night oil tools no longer really in, in the space like, like they once were. It created a lot of, a lot of opportunities for us. And, and what we want to do is take advantage of the necessity if you look at the way the wells, not and I won't get technical, but if you look at the way the wells were designed now to the way they were, now most of the wells are, are horizontal. 10, 15 years ago, the majority were verticals. So our technology is more applicable to horizontal wells for extended reach wells. I mean, we've read last week where somebody drilled a, I believe Surge drilled a uh, 3.5 mile lateral. And that's where the that's where the industry's going is for longer lengths. So our technology pretty much is used to facilitate you know that desire for the operators that do want to you know drill the extended reach lateral so we do have the technology and because we're permian basin we're a permian basin company this is home if you have technology that works here in the permian basin everyone wants that technology in, throughout the US and throughout the world so the fact that we do have technology here that uh, in the permian basin that works we get opportunities to go in the middle east to go into other south america you know, through other parts of the world, 
because they want the technology that's proven here in the in the Permian Basin. What have been the biggest challenges for growth for your company? The challenges have have been really you know having the. It's important for us to maintain capital discipline. The the company is still we're a privately owned company, and so you really have to measure two times to cut once, mm-hmm. because you can't you know if you expand, you don't want to grow for the sake of growth. You know one of my idols is Jamie Dimon. Jamie Dimon is someone that that I idolize. And that's one of the things that that always stuck to me that when he said that, he said, you don't want to grow for the sake of growth. You want to grow for the sake of growth, you know, for to increase to increase your revenue, to make increase more your money. to make more money, not just because you need to grow. So I've I've taken that into heart and I've applied that towards you know our expansion. So capital limitations on the on the opportunities that we that we want to take advantage of, we have to be conservative in, in our approach to to growth. But as far as you know, obtaining talent, that's been that's been we've been very blessed to have the opportunity to retain and obtain the talent that we need to expand. Also, that in the international footprint, we're a new company, and a lot of a lot of the companies, even though you have new technology, they want they want a strong history of being in business. We've been in business seven years, but we have a very strong portfolio of new technologies that definitely doesn't show a seven-year company. It shows more of a 10 to 15-year company. So at first, you know, we had limitations because we, we are a new company or compared to some of the companies that have been in business now, but our technologies is pretty strong. So that's opened up opportunities for us. I know that you see businesses open daily here in the Permian. You've been here long enough to see them. They come and go. What advice would you give to someone that is starting a business right now in oil and gas? One, I applaud everyone that that's an entrepreneur. You know, I mean, it's just, it's such a, you know, it's a high, it keeps you up at night. It wakes you up early in the morning. We know what it's like when you're having to make payroll. Yes. You know, that's a, <laughs> it's a challenge. The one thing that I do is to really evaluate their plan. And one of the things that I see with a lot of different people that, that go into business, they have a business plan, but they don't have, they don't pivot when there's issues. You know, oftentimes you have a business plan, but you really don't have an ideal of, how the market's going to perhaps the market shifts it slows down or you, or you or the equipment that you have is no longer as relevant because it's grown or or whatever you have to be able to pivot and and go to the direction where the market is and try to be ahead of that and not just you know carry out your plan and a, a lot of the businesses fail because they're not properly capitalized they're not able to pivot they lose personnel the main thing is to have have the right business plan and strategy and have options you know you know and, if plan A doesn't work, go to plan B, but don't try to make plan A work, you know, multiple times. You have to really pivot and evaluate what where the failures are and try to come up with a plan to to ensure that that doesn't happen again. I love that word pivot. That is so crucial to being you know, a business owner. As a business owner myself, I, I completely get what you're saying there because sometimes you get stuck thinking, well, this is the way we do it. But if that's not working, yeah. <laughs> we need to try something else. <laughs> no, no doubt, no doubt, and and having a good mixture of of managers with with the experience and some new. We have a lot of young, bright minds, a lot of young, bright engineers, mm-hmm. and, and and just people, finance guys in our team that are so bright. When you complement, when you put those smart minds with people that have been in the industry for 20, 30 years, that's a good team, and it requires everyone being open minded and take the best of of ideas. If you look at technology has changed so much in what we do in our day to day. Now we control everything about our life with our cell phones. 
Mm-hmm. Everything is, is right there. So we got to be able to kind of see what technologies is heading and try to incorporate that in our, in our business. But one thing here in the Permian Basin, and a lot of it in, in any areas of energy, regardless whether you're on the drilling side or the completion side or the operating side or the mineral side or a dentist or, or a restaurant, everyone in the, in the Midland or the Permian Basin or wherever you are, everyone's in the oil and gas industry because a lot of those, a lot of those businesses are successful because of the, the, the oil and gas families out there spending money in the restaurants, out there spending money in, you know, in the movie theaters or, or wherever, buying, buying clothing. We're all in this, in this together. So it's, it's pretty neat. It is. What about activity? I know that we all wish we could kind of know what's going to happen in the next five years. Where do you see your company going in the next five years? with the activity? Well, the activity for us, what we're trying to do is really focus on proprietary technology. And the proprietary technology is going to be our focus to be able to expand to, to the areas that we want to expand. There's a lot of technology that we're releasing on for the drilling side and the completion side over the next you know, 24 to 36 months. And sort of our focus is going to be on a new patented you know, technology that we have. Like I said, there's so many different opportunities with, with, the, with the ladder links of wells. You know, we have some agitator, an agitator tool that, that we just released called the Tomcat that's ex- extremely successful. We're going to apply that to uh, drilling operations or drilling motors. So we're going we're gonna to continue to focus on, on new tools, on technology, and be able to expand. Now, where I see Wildcat in, in five years, I really would like Wildcat to be, we're going to be expanding into, in, into the Rockies over the next year, year and a half. We're going to be expanding to other services. We have a pretty good game plan in Argentina that we're going we're gonna to expand into Argentina in the Middle East as well. We have an opportunity right now that, that unfortunately, I can't discuss. <laughs> That's okay. Um, I understand. But, but, uh, keep we, it under wraps right now. <laughs> but we do have a, a great opportunity in the, in the Middle East that is coming to fruition with us. And, and we're very fortunate to get these invitations to go to other, other parts of the world, being a, a, where we were you know, seven years ago. So I'm, I'm excited of, of where we are. You know, in seven years, but I'm really excited over the next five years. I think that Wildcat's going to be a is going to be a a player in the and a great resource to our customers and be able to provide them a portfolio of uh, of proprietary technology. Congratulations! I'm so excited about your company and and the growth that you're seeing, and and I love that you are a hometown boy. Uh, you know, go, going to Permian, and I know you are Permian proud. What would you say to someone that is maybe listening from other parts of the world that would really kind of give them a sense of why the Permian is so great. Well, the Permian is great because we deal with we deal with different pressures, with different depths, we deal with you know with with everything and and what I like about the Permian Basin is all the operators, all of our customers, they're willing to try new technology. They're willing to try anything that's going to make the job place safer, more efficient, and more cost effective. And I think that now the Permian Basin has geared towards that, that we often see fluctuation in, in oil prices. If you've seen the activity over the last you know, two and a half years, it's been you know, rather flat. Really, over the last year, it's been pretty flat. I mean, so I, I think that now we're getting better at you know, drilling the wells and being more efficient. And, and that's very important. for So people that we just over the last six months, we've hosted people from Argentina. We've hosted officials government officials from from uh, Colombia people from Mexico i mean we hosted people from from the middle east we hosted a lot of different people because they do want to see what's going on here in the permian 
But this past summer, we were in Kuwait, and our team was in Kuwait. And it's amazing, regardless of where you travel, whether you're Kuwait, Dubai, or wherever, South America, uh, or Pennsylvania, or Ohio, wherever you travel, we're all the same. Everyone operates the same. Everyone's trying to find that way to keep their employees safe, to drill the wells with efficiencies without, you know, limit non-production time. So we're very fortunate to, you know, to call the Permian Basin home, but there's a lot of other major plays that are just as fortunate as we are, and they're learning from us, and, and our operators are very, you know, very appreciative and, and willing to open the doors to see what, what's being done here in the Permian Basin so everybody can learn together. As you mentioned, we're all in this together. We're exactly. all in this oil and gas thing together. Exactly. Aaron, what business tool have you used over the years that has maybe made the most impact to get you the success that you've received? When it comes to tools, I mean, there's so many different things that, that I see that are, have been valuable and instrumental in, in allowing us to, to grow. Uh, one of the things that we do is really get our feedback from, from our customers and asking what, where the necessities are on technology. What are the limitations? What are the issues that they're having in the development of their wells? We get together with our team and come up with ideas, and we're very fortunate to have an engineering team that's based in, in Houston, and we use that as a resource for our customers. So kind of being open-minded and trying to become a resource for our customers, not necessarily just a service company or a technology company. We want to be a resource for the company. So that's one of the things that, that we try to do is, is visit with our customers and, and see what their needs are, getting our team together in Houston. And it's more of a, an open discussion. It's very important to me that I get the involvement of our senior team and, and our people in the field. A lot of great ideas that, that we've incorporated right now have come from the field, from guys in the field that are out there on a drilling rig, that are out there on a workover rig, that they see the hands-on, they reach out to the local manager or me or wh- whoever, and they have different ideas. So basically open-minded, maintain an open mind and keeping the lines of communication open at all levels of management, whether you're in the field, mid-level or the Houston office, it doesn't matter. Another tool that we use that's been helped us tremendously has been social media. If you see nowadays, we've taken a lot of advantage of really marketing our company, marketing our new products. And I have I did a leadership training with our senior team a couple of weeks ago. And one of the things that we were discussing was social media, how impactful that is now in a day-to-day. Some of the opportunities that we get in other countries are through social media, that they saw our video on Facebook or LinkedIn or Instagram. And, and that's important. So trying to incorporate the opportunities that are in front of us now and taking advantage of that and being able to, you know, once again, pivot to wherever the market's going. And I mean, we use so much, you know, our, t- our telephones, we use our telephones on a day-to-day basis nowadays, like we are discussing earlier. I yes. mean, everything's controlled on, on our phone. Uh, and same thing, though, you know, so when we want something to be reached to our end user, to our customer or, or someone, I mean, we take advantage of marketing and things like that. That's been a, an incredible, effective tool for us to use. It really is. Social media that is where everyone's at. So why not go to where your potential customers are and they are all on their phones? How do you deal with technology with your employees in the field or at work? Because I know that can always be, you're encouraging them to use Right, social media, but then you don't want them scrolling Facebook all day on your dime. Right? Yeah, no doubt. How do, how, how do you manage that? Well, we try to incentivize our guys to to help us, you know, promote different jobs, different operations, successes, and of the tools that we run. And then once we get that information, we encourage them to use, you know, social media. Of course, we uh, it's very important that you're able to control what what's what's 
put out there, how they use it, and really try to get them to to value their you know their time when it's how it's being used. But uh, I mean, they realize they realize that it's a big tool for them for for them to use as well. And it's just a great way to share information, to share lessons learned and, and everything. So it, it works well for us. How do you motivate your team? Our team often get asked that, you know, and, and I ask myself that, you know, what can I do to motivate our team? But one of the things that I've realized is that I always get asked, well, who do you, who, is Wildcat trying to be X company or is Wildcat going to be the next so-and-so? I always tell our, our, our team and, and the people that ask me that is Wildcat is the first of Wildcat. We're not going to be... The, the a second any other company this is this is the first wildcat i'm not trying to build another a company similar of course you learn through that and our senior team comes from you name every company that that's been out there they we we have probably a member of that company but my plan is to build the first wildcat and i tell the guys i said our competition is ourselves your competition is yourselves and if we try to be better today than we were yesterday then we're headed in the right direction. But there's not a competitor that's going to stop you from, from uh, doing what you need to be doing. The only one that, we, that you put impediments in is yourself. So evaluate, try to learn every day, try, you know, try to read every day, try to learn something and take advantage of that. And so I always tell, just be better than you were yesterday. Be, you know, whether it be more organized, be, be more present, see what other tools are out there, ask more questions, you know, listen to a podcast, read a book. I mean, yes. there's so many different ways now to get information that it's very important for everybody to try to find a, a way to, you know, to be better, you know. Right. So. Absolutely. Do you have a favorite podcast or book that, that you would suggest? My favorite book is, like I was mentioned earlier, was Jamie Dimon's Last Man Standing. You know, what he did during the time of in, in 2008, 2009, uh, when all that was going on in, in Wall Street. I mean, that that's one of my, my favorite books to read. I read a lot of different just management books, leadership books. And there are just so many different podcasts that, that you can listen to that, that, are, that can motivate you. And, and one of the things that you, that you realize is everyone gets motivated by different things. You know, you can, people get motivated by whether it's self-improvement, money could motivate someone, personal growth. You know, everyone has different, different ways of, of where they seek you know, motivation or, or what motivates them. And what I tell people is whatever that is, take advantage of it. And the, and the information's out there in your fingertips. I mean, it's not like the days before, you know, like 15 years ago, Chris, where we have to go in the library and check out right. a book. Now you can just Google it and, or go to Apple Books and download your book or go to a podcast and all that information's in your fingertips. So it's easy to, if, if you want to prove yourself, whether you want to read more or whatever that may be, it's very important that you, know, you take advantage of the technology that's available right now. Absolutely. I know you and I share the dream big motto. You can see it on my wall right there. Yeah. Uh, tell yeah. me, do you have a favorite quote that you live by? Oh, man. There's so many, there's so many different ones, but I can't think of anything that, that comes to mind. But you know, dream big, I mean, if you, if you look back, you know, when I was talking to the first manager that I hired, in Odessa, Alfred Fuentes, who's he's with us still. He was the first manager that I've hired. I've, he's one of the guys that I trust tremendously. But I, I told him, I said, "Hey, we're we're gonna build one of the you know biggest fishing rental back then fishing and rental and tool company in the next in the next ten years." I said, "Wildcat's gonna be known all over the world." Here I was, a you know twenty nine year old 
kid and he's like, man, he's like, you have big dreams, don't you? I said, yeah, I do. I said, but it's, I said, I don't have, it's not a dream. It's a goal. And that's what I always, that's what I always tell him is everyone needs to understand there's a difference between a dream and a goal. I don't dream. I have goals because goals are obtainable. They're measurable. You know, you're, you're able to, dreams are the things that you just sleep and wait that that happens. So I have goals and, and I always, I always tell everyone that it's like, have goals. We should change that to goal big. Yeah, goal big. (laughs) (laughs) Goal big, you can do it. Anyway, but that's, I love that the uh, dream big is, have big goals, have big goals and but make, make your dreams with action. Right. Well, congratulations. You, you are achieving your goals and so much more. And I know you have more goals down the road for your company, Wildcat Oil Tools. It truly is a wonderful company doing great things here in the Permian Basin. I want to, I know we're, our time is coming to an end. I know it's gone by fast. And I had, I had so many more questions for you, Aaron. We'll have to carry this off, off of uh, the microphone. But I just want to know, do you have a piece of advice for anyone that is maybe going through a similar journey as you that you would give to them that could help them to achieve their goals? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, if I look back at, you know, the last seven years, you know, it's amazing. I feel like so many things have been done, but there's definitely some things that that I would do different too. And really, the advice that I would like to give someone is really evaluate the space that you want to get into, whatever industry that may be. Really, you know, do your due diligence and spend additional time on researching what you want to do, how you want to achieve it, and have a plan B Plan C, Plan D, and really, you know, do your homework and have a good capital discipline. Said pivot on on what you're trying to do, and have have goals and be appreciative along the way. And one of the things that's very important is to I don't take I no longer take my highs high, my lows low. I take everything the same, and it's just because. It's it's very difficult, especially when you're the business owner. You're doing your business. You know, you have a great day one day, and then the next day you have something wrong, and then it it affects your thinking. But here a couple of days ago, I read a, a quick a quote that that talked about. It. It said, "Did you really have a bad day, or did you have a bad minute that ruined your whole day?" So a lot of it is in our attitude, is how we take things and how things happen. So don't let one bad mistake or bad experience that happened in in 30 seconds or or a minute, ruin your whole day. Learn from it. Don't get me wrong, learn from it. It's very important that you learn from the good just like you learn from the bad. But don't don't dwell on it. Just move forward and, and make sure you're headed in the right direction. That's good advice in life and on the golf course. Oh, no doubt. No <laughs> Aaron doubt. and I share a love of golf. So, <laughs> yeah. yes, that is good advice for both. <laughs> no doubt. No. Finally, how would someone reach out to you on social media or online? What is the best way? Visit our website, wildcatoiltools.com. We also have a Facebook page. It's Wildcat Oil Tools. We're also pretty active on LinkedIn. We have a uh, LinkedIn profile there as well. So you can reach us through there. Great. Anything else you want to add? Anything coming in? You said, oh, I really hope the listeners get to know this about us and Wildcat Oil Tools. No, we're very, very fortunate, like I said, to be here in the Permian Basin. And I'm excited over the next 24 months, the new technology that we're going to be releasing. So I'm, I'm excited. Hopefully the market kind of remains the way it is. It's pretty active. and But I, most of all, just very thankful to be a, a Permian Basin a Midlander. And anyway, just thank you to all of our customers and, and our employees and, and everyone. 
Great. Thank you, Aaron, so much. I really enjoyed our interview and I appreciate you sharing this time with us today. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate it. Today's community MVP is Centers for Families and Children. Now, we would like to especially congratulate Bryn Nicole Dodd. She is a Parent Power Director, Licensed Professional Counselor for five years of dedication to centers in Odessa. Centers for Families is a wonderful, wonderful program. They believe that strong, emotionally healthy families make a strong, healthy community. They are designed to be an affordable resource for individuals and families facing various stages of need. You can find Centers for Families and Children on social media. And if you're here locally, just give them a call. Well, we would like to thank again our sponsor, Baker Hughes, a GE company, for inventing smarter ways to bring energy to the world. And thank all of you for joining us today. I really appreciate you sharing your time. This concludes this episode of Permian Perspective, the story behind the oil and gas leaders in the Permian Basin. So just remember, dream big and believe in yourself. You make it a great day. Hey, it's Julie here, and I have a few OGGN announcements before heading into the events on deck. Street team, we are still taking volunteers for our street team. We're only asking for an hour of your time per week in exchange for perks such as free entry to our happy hours, shirts, networking with other young professionals in our group. The group is within Facebook, but you do not have to have a Facebook to join. Just send me an email. The link will be in the show notes, and I can get you started. Our happy hours. We are actually moving to quarterly happy hours rather than monthly. So our next Houston happy hour, as well as Midland, will be in August or September. Be on the lookout for that date. You'll get an invite if you're on the list. If not, you can sign up on the list below. And then we are launching another happy hour in Denver in August. So if you're interested in that one, the link is in the show notes as well to be notified. We don't have a date or details for that yet, but they're coming up. Okay, now on to the events on deck. We have Golf for Good on June 11th, 2019 in Houston, Texas. All proceeds go to help Redeemed Ministries with our long-term recovery program and safe house to help victims of human trafficking become survivors. So mark your calendars and be ready to golf for good with Redeemed and our organizers, Global SEM Energy and Red M. For more information on how to sponsor or register, just click the link in the show notes. Data-Driven Drilling and Production Conference is June 11th through 12th in Houston, Texas. This is where Silicon Valley meets oil and gas. Register at the link in our show notes below. The Energy and Data Conference is June 17th through 19th in Austin, Texas. This forward-looking conference will include the latest in digital transformation trends as they relate to the energy sectors with topics such as machine learning and data management storage, oil and gas development and drilling production, and more. Link down below. Energy Exposition is June 26th through 27th in Gillette, Wyoming. The Energy Exposition is for those who would like to know more about procedures, technology, safety, environmental practices, and equipment used in the oil and gas industry. And again, the link is in our show notes. Argentina Oil and Gas and Energy Summit 2019 is on July 10th and 11th in Buenos Aires. This summit's actually the first and only official event for the Argentinian oil and gas and energy industries. 
It will present a unique platform for networking that will bring together existing and future operators in the oil and gas industry in Argentina and Latin America. Next up is the 2019 IPANM annual meeting that Mark, Jake, and Paige will actually be speaking at. This will be July 24th through 26th in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And this year's theme is Addressing Operator Needs in 2019. And next up is Desk and Derek Fort Worth second annual shoot for the future clay shoot. This clay shoot will be on July 26th in Decatur, Texas. And then last but not least, Summer Nape. This is going to be August 21st and 22nd to where the deals happen. Tune in next week for another episode of Permian Perspective, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Learn more at www.oggn.com.